Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Stu presents Hancock and Kelly. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right, John Hancock. Good morning. On the left, Michael Kelly. Happy Sunday. I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda this morning, St. Louis's reckless driving crisis a year ago. It cost a young visitor her legs. Now it's cost two visitors their lives. There's a lot of political finger-pointing after a deadly mass shooting at the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory parade and rally in Kansas City. President Biden lashes out at Russian President Vladimir Putin. And for former U.S. President Donald Trump, he's got words for him, too. And our quote of the week brings us warm thoughts. Spring training is here, and this quote will surely get you fired up about something that unites us all, baseball in St. Louis. Also, initiative petition reform in the Missouri legislature is it about more than keeping abortion illegal. Valentine's Day week brings us something called Valentine's Law, named after a St. Louis County police officer who died in the line of duty. And courtroom drama in the Georgia election interference case, not centered on Donald Trump, but on the love life of District Attorney Fonnie Willis. We begin with a mother and daughter from Chicago killed by an alleged reckless driver in downtown St. Louis as they were crossing a street Tuesday night. The mayor called out the city's board of aldermen. My heart goes out to the family um, uh, involved in this incident, but this also renews our call uh, for more street safety initiatives that are currently being installed at the Board of Aldermen. The mother and daughter had just been to the Drake concert at Enterprise Center. The tragedy comes a year after a teenage girl from Tennessee in town for a volleyball tournament lost her legs after being hit by a vehicle as she was walking in downtown St. Louis. An alleged reckless driver in that case, too. Authorities blame that tragedy and this one on reckless driving. It has been rampant and gone unaddressed in the city of St. Louis for years. Where do you start here, John Hancock? Enforce the law. Uh, this is not a new problem. People have been driving like fools in St. Louis for years now. You've got things as simple as running stoplights, which you can't go downtown and not see people run stoplights. If you spend any time at all down there, they're breaking windows out of businesses up and down the streets, and they're not dealing with these folks. These so-called low-level crimes, well, here they killed a couple of people. Uh, guy driving like a fool in front of the police department. Think about that. If you're so emboldened as a criminal that you're going to drive 70 miles an hour down the street, across the street from the police headquarters, there's a problem, and the problem is we've got to enforce these lower laws. Otherwise, people are going to keep dying out there. What about the mayor's safety initiative? She says the Board of Aldermen is bogging it down, but it focuses on things like red light cameras, widening sidewalks, roundabouts for traffic, yeah. traffic calming. It's is, some, is that the answer? It's some peripheral fixes to a problem she helped create, which was defunding the police. John hit the key point on the, uh, the head there where he said this was right in front of the police department. For the better part of two years, the mayor, the police chief, whenever we get to see him, has been telling us that crime has been going down and that everything about St. Louis is just a perception problem. 
Well, your perception is a reality when this is happening right in front of your own police department, a 10-story building that apparently a 1,000 cops work in every day. Look, I lived right there. I have an office downtown. There are no police in downtown St. Louis. We can pass all the bills we want. If we're not going to enforce policing, this is the consequence of what we're going to have. Perhaps they're, perhaps they're just misunderstood when they say crime's going down. Because crime's going down all over the city. It's going down over here. It's going down over there. It, it, look, we've a got a problem. We need, to, we need to be honest about it. And we know what works, right? More police, police. on the street and enforcing the laws? Is right. That and, and look, you know, we, why not just go there? Why exactly. It's particularly in downtown St. Louis, the one place that is supposed to be attracting people to this region. You know, we've got the Cardinals season going on. They're going to happen. The blue season, the soccer season. Now's the time to be flooding downtown rather than gaslighting us, telling us, oh, it's all a bunch of nonsense. It's going down. The issue has done something we rarely see at the state capitol in Jefferson City. It has Democrats and Republicans actually working together. Democrat Senator Tracy McCreary of Olivet, along with Republicans Justin Sparks of Wildwood and Nick Schroer of St. Charles County, are sponsoring something called Valentine's Law. It has heavy support from police. It creates felony offense for knowingly fleeing police when police are trying to stop a vehicle. It's named for St. Louis County Police Officer Tony Valentine, who was killed in the line of duty December of 2021 in North County when a fleeing driver crashed into his unmarked police vehicle. Michael Valentine's law carries a mandatory prison sentence of at least a year, no probation, up to 30 years, even life if it results in someone's death. Well, I think it's a great bill that should get passed. And uh, unfortunately, uh, if this is a consequence of not enforcing the law, you allow lawlessness to permeate, you can put all these laws on the book that you want. If we're not going to hold these criminals responsible, this is what we're ultimately going to get. Great piece of bipartisan legislation. Let's hope it passes. St. Louis County Police, not the city, St. Louis County last year uh, reportedly had 2,700 incidents of drivers fleeing yep. officers. Well, that's because, that's because in St. Louis County, the police are pursuing the criminals. Uh, you don't have to worry about Valentine's Law if the police aren't going to chase anybody. Uh, so, you know, I think this is common sense law. It's good to have another level of felony on the books so that you could throw that book at these criminals that are out there committing crimes. Your use of a car is armed criminal action if you're, if, if you're using it like that. Uh, it's no different than wielding a gun and shooting a gun at somebody. How meaningful is it that in Jefferson City we have Democrats and Republicans co-sponsoring something? from the St. Louis region. I mean, it seems like there's so much dysfunction there, we're going to get into that. Well, February 29th comes around every four years, Andy. Uh, I mean, you know, it happens. Well, and Jefferson City understands that 40% of the tax revenue for the entire state comes from this region. If we don't find a way to get a handle on crime, we're going to continue to see a deterioration of population and a loss of revenue. Not everything is going swimmingly, however, at the Missouri Capitol. Republican state lawmakers are trying to thwart a petition drive underway in Missouri to enshrine abortion rights in the state constitution. Senate Democrats filibustered the issue to block a Republican bill designed to change the process. Volunteers are right now gathering signatures to put abortion rights on the Missouri ballot in November. Currently, only a simple majority is needed for it to become law. A new Republican bill would not just require a majority statewide, but also a majority in at least five of Missouri's eight congressional districts. Fair or unfair and why, John? Well, I think the, the rationale makes some sense. It, there ought to be a higher standard to amend a constitution than there is to pass a law. Laws the legislature can change, constitution only the voters can change. The U.S. Constitution requires a supermajority 
to pass. You know, we, we've just passed this marijuana legalization a couple of years ago with 53% of the vote, something like that. And it now takes up 20% of the state constitution. Should there be a higher standard? Now, I don't know if the congressional district's majority, if that's the right way to construct it, but I think principally having a higher standard to amend the constitution makes sense. Would this even be being talked about if it weren't for the abortion issue? No, it wouldn't be. Uh, and at the end of the day, the Republicans who talk a good game about liberty and wanting your voice to be heard don't want democracy to take place, and that's what this is. The reality is, is John's right. Uh, the, the laws that are being passed and being put into the Constitution are ridiculous in size. It's because the legislature's not listening to their voters. They're out there passing bills that say you can't have an abortion even in cases of rape and incest. So the voters only have this redress, and as a result, what do they want to do? They want to stop democracy yet again, the Republicans. It was a short work week for Missouri lawmakers. They took most of it off to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs' back-to-back -back Super Bowl victories. Gun violence cut short the fun. That's not the right video there. The victory parade and rally in Kansas City was Wednesday. Authorities say gunfire erupted in a dispute among groups of juveniles. We'll talk about Fonnie Willis later. Fans heroically subdued and detained at least one suspect. 22 people were shot. 43-year-old mega Chiefs fan Lisa Lopez Galvin a wife and mother of two was killed. Two others were critically wounded. At least half of the victims were children under the age of 16. Two suspects have been charged in juvenile court with weapons violations and resisting arrest. Additional charges are anticipated. Democrat Congresswoman Cori Bush took to the floor of the House of Representatives in Washington to blast Republicans in Missouri for lax gun laws. But Michael, St. Louis and Kansas City already have gun bans for juveniles on the books. Right, but you have to be able to enforce them. And the reality is, is there a state law that juveniles can carry guns open? Uh, look, this, is, this was the most American Super Bowl ever, right? We had the West Coast versus the heart of the Midwest. We had Taylor Swift. We had the Chiefs, the most bet game, the most watched people. And we topped it off with the most American thing, a mass shooting. This is the world we live in right now. And with a state that we're from empowers people uh, and make sure that guns are easy for everyone to access. It's just a sad story. We'll have the same conversation in two weeks. Isn't the prevalence of guns something that needs to be addressed? Yeah. Aren't there just way too many out there? There's way too many illegal guns out there, uh, which is what this was. Uh, kids, gang members carrying around firearms in the middle of a crowd of 800,000 people. And, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. But these urban gangs across this country are networked. They are highly organized. Uh, they've got a central command and control that are adults, and they're using juveniles to go out and commit crimes, carjackings, robberies, and so forth. They're arming these kids. They're shipping guns across the country in a very coordinated effort. If we want to get serious about this kind of crime, we need to treat these urban gangs and their network like an organized crime network, which it is. When we went after the mob back in the 1970s, we made a real difference. We need to be pursuing these gangs in the same fashion. Up next, President Biden blasts Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin after the suspicious death of one of Putin's biggest foes inside of Russia. And later, amid another tough legal week for former President Trump, one of his prosecutors is at the center of attention, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. The fiercest foe of Russian President Vladimir Putin in Russia has died in a Russian prison. U.S. officials say Putin had Alexei Navalny poisoned, then jailed for leading protests against Putin in the Kremlin. President Biden blasted Putin and former President Donald Trump.
To realize what we're dealing with with Putin, all of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. He said if an ally did not pay their dues, he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. But let me be clear. This is an outrageous thing for president to say. I can't fathom. I can't fathom from Truman on. They're rolling over in their graves here in this. Navalny died in an Arctic penal colony about 1,200 miles north of Moscow. Russian officials say he fell ill after taking a walk. In 2021, he was sentenced to 19 years in prison for extremism. His death comes days after Donald Trump seemed to invite Putin to invade NATO allies who don't pay their fair share toward mutual defense. President Biden said there will be consequences for Putin. He was not specific. Michael, your thoughts on Navalny's death and President Biden's response? Well, I think President Biden is speaking for uh, all of America and what used to be the Republican Party. Uh, what we witnessed with Donald Trump this week is just despicable and We'll just whistle on past it with the Republicans. Uh, but thankfully, the president has stood up. Unfortunately, the, the, the thought process that Donald Trump has has now permeated the United States House of Representatives and Speaker Johnson, who's embracing this. And as a result, will not fund the Ukraine's pushback on Russia. And we're going to watch democracy continue to deteriorate under a murderous thug that used to be, uh, this used to be the hallmark of the Republican Party fighting Russia. What do you think about this and, and Trump, the way he, uh, did he invite Putin well, to invade it. whoever he wants? I mean, I mean that's he, he exactly said it. what he, he said. He said, do whatever right? the hell you want. It's, what, it's a quote. Uh, ridiculous is what that rhetoric is. It's ridiculous. Vladimir Putin is a murderous thug. He's a dictator. He's taking hundreds of thousands of kids out of Ukraine, shipping them over to Russia, brainwashing them, putting them in families to be re-educated, he is a thug. He has killed countless numbers of political enemies. Some he throws out windows. Some he blows up airplanes. This guy he poisoned probably twice. Uh, Navalny was brave. I mean, he knew he was going to die, but he, yet he went back to Moscow to prove a point. I hope everybody's paying attention to this Vladimir Putin. He is a bad, malign actor. He's not going to stop at Ukraine. And if we don't support those people fighting for their freedom in their country who have been invaded... We're going to pay some real consequences. And we watch this is a Republican saying yeah. this as opposed to our two senators. Right? Well, I was just going to say, we watch both President of Missouri's. President Biden called out Congress, right. too, for We watch both of our Missouri Ukrainian. senators gleefully say that they're not going to fund Ukraine. I, I don't know what's going on with this Republican Party. They want to surrender to authoritarian. They've turned their lives over to this Donald Trump who doesn't stand for the principles of democracy or even conservatism. He's got 70 votes in the Senate. Ukrainian aid. It will pass handily in the House as long as Speaker Johnson will put it on the floor. I hope somebody forces it on the floor because we need to be there. Another massive civil court judgment has gone against former President Trump. New York Judge Arthur Engeron has ordered Mr. Trump and his companies to pay $364 million, 355 of it for Donald Trump alone. The judge ruled there was a years-long scheme to cheat lenders through phony financial statements that inflated Donald Trump's wealth. This comes after an $83 million judgment against him for defaming E. Jean Carroll after she accused him of sexually assaulting her in a department store dressing room decades ago. 
Michael Trump supporters say there are no victims in this case. Should he have to pay $355 million? Yeah, Isn't it political with the state attorney general, Democrat, no. Letitia James, who said, I'm going after Trump. That Andy, the kids campaign. have a phrase, mess around and find out. And that's exactly what's happening to, to Donald Trump. For the rest of his life, he will be dealing with court cases and criminal charges that he did to himself and continues to perpetuate. I have no sympathy, and I hope they're all successful. John? Well, in this case, the banks weren't upset. They lent the money and whatever. Here's the problem. If I go to a bank and say I've got a 6,000-square-foot house, and it's worth $1.7 million, Andy, and I want to borrow money against that, and I get a good interest rate because I've got all this collateral out there, uh, and I'm borrowing money that I can't back up with what my assets are because I'm lying about my assets, you know what's going to happen to me? Uh, I'm going to be fined. Uh, and that's precisely what this case is in New York. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, might Team Trump post a courtroom win in Georgia? And our quote of the week, new faces and new attitude as the Cardinals hit Florida and the rest of us unite. The election interference case against Donald Trump in Georgia was quite the spectacle this week, not because of Mr. Trump, but because of the district attorney who's prosecuting him, Fonnie Willis. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Willis took the stand in a hearing about her relationship with Nathan Wade. Wade was her lover. She hired him as a special prosecutor in the Trump case, paying his firm hundreds of thousands of dollars. The, true, the two have vacationed together extensively while supposedly building the case against Donald Trump and his co-defendants to Aruba, the Bahamas, Napa, wine country, and elsewhere. The question before the judge, John, is should a new prosecutor be appointed or perhaps the case thrown out altogether? Uh, no, they shouldn't throw the case out. But, yeah, I think perhaps a new prosecutor. This is why they've canceled all the soap operas, Andy, uh, because real life is far better. Than, here you are. You're going to prosecute the former president of the United States. So you're carrying on with a guy having an adulterous affair, and you hire him in your office, and you pay him hundreds of thousands of dollars. What could possibly go wrong? This is a serious lack of judgment on the part of Fonnie Willis. Is there something to that? How would you feel? If Fonnie Willis was prosecuting uh, one of your candidates or you or someone you care about? Well, I, I mean, look, the reality is, is that Donald Trump can't argue the facts here, so he's crying foul. And unfortunately, Fonnie Willis made a poor decision uh, to go out and do this. And doesn't, doesn't uh, she understand that cheating on one's spouse is the sole uh, responsibility of the former president, not the person who's prosecuting him? Well, and she campaigned. Uh, in 2020 saying, I won't be the one to mess around with the people I hire. Well, she's messing around <laughs> right. out there. The past week may have brought snow in St. Louis, but it brought baseball in Jupiter, Florida. The Cardinals are reporting for spring training after last season's last place 20 games under 500 debacle. The team has a lot of new faces and a new attitude. Our quote of the week is from pitcher Matthew Libertor, who was there for those dog days and hopes to play a big role in a 2024 turnaround. He tells our friend Kevin Ryan of Fox 2 Sports, who has the tough assignment of being in Florida right now, I think you've got a clubhouse full of guys who are really hungry to come out and flip that script from last year. Tell us your Cardinals hopes and dreams, Michael Kelly. Well, look, this is going to be a tough year already. We're all going to go through this presidential cycle. I think we're all sick to our stomach. 
But as St. Louisans, we cannot do that and live through another year like we had last year. <laughs> so anything would be better than last year's performance. No negativity allowed at spring training, right? Yeah, you know, if they've got enough Metamucil out there, the starting rotation is going to be just fine. <laughs> and I, I think uh, I'm optimistic. <laughs> remember Geritol? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys remember that, too. Oh, yeah. uh, Final thoughts are next. First, Bomberito.com Drone Fox catches the charm of St. Louis, a tug pushing a barge on the Mississippi under the MLK Bridge. Final thoughts, Michael. Well, you know, sitting here every week and giving our opinion and ultimately predicting what's going to happen is not too easy. Uh, and a lot of you want to give us and remind us that we get it wrong sometimes. I personally will take solace in the fact that I'm not a weatherman who uh, apparently told us we were going to get two inches and almost got a half a foot. Yeah, I drove home the other day on Friday. I got a big hill going into my subdivision. I pushed a car up the hill, Andy, my neighbor's car. I came home, I shoveled my driveway that's on a hill. If I can do it, so can the Cardinal pitching staff. Uh, giddy up, boys. He used to walk five miles to school both ways in the Oh, totally. Uh -huh. No shoes, I heard. Uh -uh. Didn't have shoes back then. <laughs> Fox News Sunday is next. And remember, if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2. We'll see you next week.